Much has happened in the last few days. The world observes from the sidelines as a 40-mile-long convoy of troops and artillery slowly making their way towards Ukraine's capital. This following a land, sea, and air assault throughout the entire country. I'm Charles Morris, and today on the Great Stories podcast, I wanted to take a step back and look at what happened in the last few days as Russia continues its invasion of Ukraine. If you want current faith updates regarding Christians in Ukraine and other ways you can pray for the crisis, go to our website, haventoday.org. Look at our live faith updates blog that includes new video dispatches from FEBC broadcasters in Ukraine as we receive them along with others, and then bullet points summarizing the day's news as we get started. I also just want to thank you for your interest and your prayers. It's my hope that this episode, looking back at the beginning of the conflict, will inspire you to join me. And together we pray for the many fleeing and those who are being affected and who continue to live in harm's way. It seemed like just minutes after Vladimir Putin's announcement of a military exercise across the border that explosions were heard all over Ukraine, including the capital, Kyiv. Make no mistake, this is a full-scale Russian invasion into Ukraine happening right now. Hi there, hi there, Johnny. Yeah, those streaks that you're seeing up there in the sky, I don't know how we can see exactly right now. You can see more artillery rockets apparently be firing from Russian territory towards the territory, I would say, around Harkin. I don't know if you can hear this right now. Harrowing scenes recorded all over Ukraine and posted on Twitter. Families fleeing their homes as dear husbands have been drafted into the army. World leaders announcing strict sanctions against Russia, even as more tanks, more planes, more missiles blitzed into the country. But not everyone is leaving. And I want to ask every one of you, please pray for us. It's really scary. Мы хотим, чтобы в нашей стране был мир. Я не хочу прятаться в бомбоубежищах. И это очень серьезно. Большое вам спасибо. His name is Igor, speaking in Ukrainian, and Emma, his wife, translating into English. He's a Christian broadcaster with Far East Broadcasting, and he said they will not leave. You can hear Emma break down in tears even as their children were sleeping in their bedrooms. It is heartbreaking to see a nation fall into war. All I know is that this breaking news from Ukraine reminds me all the more. The time for prayer is now. the great and almighty protect our beloved ukraine bless her with freedom and light of your holy race the song is simply called prayer for ukraine i just read the opening lyrics in english the melody is stirring the lyrics are even sobering and they're a good reminder that all of us need to pray to our god who is great and almighty
After the conflict began, I caught up with a longtime friend of mine, Sergei Rakuba. He's the president of Mission Eurasia, which was founded in Wheaton, uh, outside Chicago, a number of years ago. I want you to hear that interview now. Sergey, welcome back to the program. Sergey, you are from Ukraine yourself, and you have many on your team living there. So give me a quick update about what's happening. Yeah, thank you so much, Charles, for your call and for giving an opportunity to talk to your listeners and uh, just give an idea of what's happening now on the ground. Uh, nobody expected that Russia will go that far, actually attacking major cities and moving troops inland, uh, taking over villages, destroying infrastructure, and disrupting the life of peaceful, peaceful people. We have a team there in Ukraine. Our main ministry headquarters is based in Kyiv, in the capital of Ukraine. And we had several ministry hubs along the borders in eastern Ukraine and the southern, uh, southern eastern U uh, Ukrainian territories. So we made a decision to mobilize uh, uh, all the possible uh, what we can to evacuate them. And now as we speak, 25 families of our uh, staff uh, and uh, our colleagues uh, from those ministry hubs are on their way looking for a more safe place in Western Ukraine and really hope, you know, so that they will be able to uh, cross the border to Poland where uh, it's uh, reported, you know, so that Poland uh, uh, opens an opportunity for uh, receiving refugees and providing help them there. Speaking of people needing help, what's happening with your team as well as churches in Ukraine and how can we better pray for them? Yeah, uh, when the things started kind of uh, uh, becoming obvious that a Russian uh, imminent invasion will happen, uh, so the evangelical church in Ukraine, which is the stronger hub for evangelical ministries in all the countries of the former Soviet Union, uh, started getting ready, mobilizing all their spiritual, emotional, physical leadership resources uh, to make sure that they minister to their nations, their communities, their families uh, in a time like this. So when I see and I'm talking to my colleagues, my uh, friends, pastors, you know, they're all the time. I see how much the evangelical church is mobilized at this time. And despite of all the fear, yes, they are in fear. There are some sense of panic, you know, in their communities, but the church is staying strong. Churches are packed now with families that are looking for a safe place, a refuge place, uh, hiding from those shellings, you know, bombings. And as we speak now, Russian helicopters are targeting uh, 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 military infrastructure in the suburbs of the key capital of Ukraine, Kyiv, and other major cities. So the church becomes the center where they communicate hope and the gospel, where they help people. Church becoming like those uh, lighthouses in their communities. And that's, uh, you know, we need to continue praying. The church is strong, but they need our help there. As we speak now, we're mobilizing places farther in western territories in Ukraine, uh, so where we can uh, uh, arrange uh, humanitarian aid and relief, you know, being gathered together, packed, and offered to refugee families that are streaming that area. And the church becoming one of the main 
entities in the Ukrainian community today uh, responding to this crisis, responding to this war in physical help and also spiritually. So the church is strong, but they need our help. They need our prayers. They need our financial support to help them to continue preaching the gospel amid this crisis, amid this terrible war was imposed onto them by Russia. Sergei Rakuba with Mission Eurasia. Thanks for sharing with us. The first morning we got news that Russia had invaded Ukraine, we also got word from another Sergei in Kyiv, a senior broadcaster with FEBC, shortly after an explosion took place right outside his church. You see, he's not only a broadcaster, he's a pastor. Greetings to all uh, from Kyiv, Ukraine. Today is a dark day for our country because uh, today is February 24, when Mr. Putin's troops invaded our country. And I woke up at 5.30 in the morning because I heard explosions. And uh, currently I am making this video because our internet connection is uh, quite terrible, spotty. So I hope that I will send it to you and uh, you'll be able to listen to us. So at 5.30, I found out that uh, our country is at war with uh, Russian Federation. And uh, what can we say about situation? We could see that uh, a lot of people from my neighborhood, like hundreds of cars, uh, just fled with uh, people because people are pretty scary. We are staying here uh, with my family in our church and uh, we hope that uh, we could serve our people here in our situation. But um, uh, you were asking me, am I scared? Yes, I am scared. I am pretty scared and I am pretty concerned. I understand that I am not in the same situation as people that are facing those troops or our soldiers who are fighting with them. That's terrible. But as an ordinary person, as a husband, as a father of two sons, I am, I am, I am afraid and concerned about my family, my city, my church, and uh, my nation. Especially when my five-year-old son comes to me and asking me, Daddy, what are those bad noises? He was referencing to explosions that uh, this young boy, uh, five-year-old boy, hears. And how could I explain to him that, uh, dear son, you're living in new reality, in reality of war. So this is quite, quite terrible. And uh, in the morning I could uh, see that uh, a lot of people went to supermarkets in order to buy stuff, just, just food, uh, uh, normal food that they could uh, store in their houses or in their apartments. And I'm talking about those people like uh, me and my family that. Uh, do not have opportunity to, to go away somewhere. So uh, my friends uh, from Kherson, uh, this city is uh, nearby Black Sea and it is on the border with uh, Crimea. 
occupied Crimea, and uh, <clears throat> my friends are saying to me that uh, one one of them, uh, my colleague Pastor Vladimir, he was he was saying that he's standing with his wife on a roof of nine-story building, and it, and he could see how uh, Ukrainian and Russian troops are, are fighting, and he could see clouds of uh, clouds of uh, fire, and uh, so that's that's terrible situation, and. Um, uh, when I'm saying all of these things to you, I am a little bit disoriented. Yeah, I must admit this. And uh, also some of my friends uh, sent pictures of explosions that happen around Kyiv or in city satellites, like in, uh, in Bravary, for example, or in Gostomil or in another city. And we hear uh, different news, not quite pleasant news to us. But at the same time, what can I say? At the same time, uh, we understand in this situation when we as a uh, grown-up people uh, feel completely helpless. Yeah, I, I do not know what to do in this situation. So, uh, in this situation, I could only one thing to say to you that uh, our hope is only in the Lord. And I me and my family, we together prayed to the Lord and we were thinking about this uh, text from Psalm 123. This precious, precious Psalm. Our hope is in the name of the Lord who created heavens and earth. Everything is in his hands. And uh, in spite of this situation, uh, I understand that uh, we continue to live and serve our Lord. So, for example, our radio station, FABC, it is uh, still working. And we're still making some short videos, uh, words of hope, encouragement for our people, call to read Holy Scripture and uh, pray to the Lord in this situation. So please uh, pray for us. Please pray for our pastors, for our um, deacons, for our brothers and sisters, for their families, that uh, God will spare us and spare our country and we could continue to preach the gospel, gospel of hope, gospel of peace that could be found only in our Lord Jesus Christ. Trouble. Our Lord Jesus told us to expect it. He even said that Christians would live through wars and hear about other wars. That is life in a fallen world. Still, knowing that conflicts will come doesn't make them any easier, does it? But we can find hope in the truth that Jesus has overcome this world. I don't know about you, but I've been on the phone with people in Ukraine and outside Ukraine the last few days and watching the news flow all this last week. The courage and resourcefulness of the Ukrainian defenders is just beyond me. Clearly, they're fighting for their lives and families and countries. They're fighting for freedom, but can they hold on? And how long will this war last? We don't have any answers to these questions. The best one can do is make informed guesses. I caught up with a Ukrainian who now lives in Israel. His name is Alexei. He's a computer programmer. 
We met at his church with his wife and his two young children. I asked him about the current situation for members of his home church, a Baptist church in Kyiv, the capital city of Ukraine. Our local church, it's uh, around 200 uh, members. Half of them already left the city to the western part of Ukraine, where it's uh, safer now. But half of them uh, stay and uh, they are hiding in a subway uh, as a bomb shelter. So they're there trying to encourage and help people to be there with them. They're having online uh, gatherings every night and they're praying a lot. Now, actually, the book of Psalms, it's like it's shining in a new light when David is saying mm-hmm. about uh, all the enemies and how those enemies are trying to destroy him. And now when Christians in Ukraine reading this, it's like it's shining like in a new light. One thing that I couldn't help but not ask Alexei when we were talking, he had just the day before been on a demonstration in Tel Aviv. 20,000, mainly Ukrainian, but some Russian Jews who had immigrated to Israel, were demonstrating in front of the Russian embassy. I asked Alexei to share with me what does Jesus mean to him. When you don't have war in your country, you can freely cite from the Bible anything, and it, it will sound really good and very biblical, biblical spiritual, yes. exactly. Yes. But now I see that Jesus, he is the king. He is ruling over the world. I don't know what he's doing right now and why he's doing this or that. And maybe I will never understand that. Maybe only when I will meet him in the future. But I trust him that he is good, almighty, and he is good. And now as we come to the end of our podcast, I'd again like to encourage you to pray with me, not only for those in harm's way, but with them too. I'd like us to close with a prayer from Alexei. Dear God, I'm thankful that you are in control of this world. The entire world is in your hands. You created it and you hold it in your hands and nothing can happen without your will. And we know that you are a good God, and you showed that in Jesus Christ, when he died for our sins, for us, instead of us, in place of us, and we can see your love, your love in that, and also in many other good things that are happening in our lives. But God, at the moment, we are not fully understand what is happening, why it's happening. We can guess, maybe you want to show us your greatness in this or that way. Maybe you want to make us more humble and more dependent on you. God, please just give us peace, please make us strong 
and help us trust you in any any circumstances. God, I pray for those in Ukraine, for the, those believers who are now under attack, who are now hearing the sound of sirens every few hours. They are hiding in bomb shelters. They spending nights there. Some of the children were born in these bomb shelters, and it's very unnatural, God. Please help them. Be with those people. Give them peace. Protect them in a miraculous ways. And we 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 now see a, a lot of miracles. God, thank you that you are still there. We are not gods. We cannot understand you in your full greatness and wisdom. So we just trust you, and we love you. Please help us. Be with be with us, and. Let your glory be obvious to everybody, believers and non-believers, so everybody will kneel before you. Praying in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Alexei, and everyone who's joined us on Haven today. The past week, remember to subscribe and tell a friend about us. And as always, thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris.